What I'd like to do is just uh, spend a couple of moments uh, on this uh, Mother's Day, um, not only thinking about moms, but just all ladies. Um, it's kind of an opportunity to, um, you know, honor ladies. I feel like on this day, maybe I should have done this closer to International Women's Day or something, but, you know, we're going to choose Mother's Day and just think about uh, the ladies uh, of our church, uh, what they mean to us uh, and their uh, contribution. Um, we know that in the ministry of Jesus that there were a few women that were around him and Mary and Martha and the like. Um, uh, of course, his, his mom, uh, a number of them related to him that were a part of his uh, ministry. Um, but then also when we look at the ministry of Paul, if you think about Paul for a moment, uh, he had three missionary journeys uh, I mean, just incredible, the places that he went. You know, you can imagine he was probably, you know, a big-time leader, uh, one who was, you know, moving hard, moving fast uh, all the time just to expand God's uh, kingdom. Well, then we get at the close in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 16, we get um, Paul giving us a few verses of thanks an acknowledgement of people who joined him along the journey. Well, within these 13, 15, I'm sorry, 15 verses of thanks, seven of them contain women, and those are the names that are obvious to us uh, in the interpretation. Uh, and so there may have been more. But what I wanted to do is just take a couple of moments and... Um, if I can just say that there's a number of tough names in here, but what I wanted to do is just to read through a number of the verses in chapter 16 as Paul reflects upon his ministry. And uh, let's think about uh, the, the women that were alongside him in the ministry. At verse 1 it says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon in the church of Tessia. I, can, I ask you to receive her in the Lord the way worthy of his people and to give her any help that may, she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Verse 3, it says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Verse 6, Greet Mary, who's worked very hard for you. Verse 12, Greet Tresina and Typhosa, uh, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Parisia, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Esnistia, Theologon, Hermes, Petrochopas, Hermas, and other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philigosia, Julia, Nerosa, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. And so what we see from Romans 16 is that you have women like Phoebe, who says, he says, thank you for giving. Mary, Parisia, thank you for your hard work. Aquila, even for risking her very life. You know, the truth is, is that without men, women working together, we wouldn't have much of a church. 
The truth is, without women, we wouldn't have much of a church. We wouldn't be even be faring very well this morning, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, I look forward, um, not looking forward to it, but, but one day will be, you know, my last Sunday at Trinity. And in that morning, we'll have the opportunity to thank not only the men, but the women who contributed so much to the ministry here. Women, we know that you give at home and then you give here. You sacrifice at home and then you sacrifice here. You minister and you're raising disciples at home and then you come and you do it here. I want to thank all the women of Trinity for their kingdom contributions, for all of their sacrifices, all of their love, just everything that they do each and every day uh, at Trinity Wesleyan Church. We, we wouldn't be here um, yeah, without the women of this church. And men, that's not a slight against you, <laughs> but it's just the truth of the matter. And uh, we are just so grateful uh, for the contributions of uh, all the women uh, here today. Uh, we have a, at the end of service uh, out there, we have a small gift. It's our, our token of appreciation. But we just want you to know today, women, that uh, we are so thankful for you and all that you contribute uh, to Trinity Wesleyan Church. And so if I might, I'd like to um, share a word of prayer with us. Let's pray together. Well, God, on um, this Mother's Day, we are very thankful uh, for the women in our lives. Those who have given birth and those who have adopted and, and those who haven't. Um, God, the women just make such a huge contribution on a day-to-day -day basis to the ministry of Trinity. They were, even this morning on Mother's Day, a number of them running around and working with children and uh, getting things ready, um, hosting us today. God, we're just so thankful for that. We're thankful for all the love that they extend in their homes. And then they come here to Citronia Road and to this place and they do more. And God, we're just very, very thankful for the contributions of all women at Trinity. I rejoice in this today with you. God, because I know that you see it all. God, I also know that, um, you know, for some, this is a difficult day. Maybe it's the relationship they, they had or have with their mother. Uh, maybe it's um, some difficulties in conceiving. Um, God, maybe it's having recently lost a mom. And so this day... Uh, is um, filled with all of those emotions as well. And so, God, I pray that you would just draw very close to them. Hold, let them know, Lord, that you are holding their heart and that uh, they are very precious to you, um, especially today and every day. And so, God, would you uh, lead us forward uh, in our time uh, together today. And, Lord, we celebrate uh, the women of Trinity Wesleyan Church. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So every holiday has its traditions, and I don't know what your traditions are for Mother's Day. Maybe you take mom out for lunch, or you go to visit her, or you have some other tradition. 
And, um, you know, one Mother's Day, Christopher asked what I wanted to do for Mother's Day, and I really wanted to go out to eat after church. But I was also very tired. My boys were Energizer bunnies. And so I was just in that tired mom stage. And I really wanted to go to um, something that wasn't fast food. That was my thing. Because I was, at this point, I was, you know, when you get to that stage, Mom, and you're tired of cooking, but you're tired of fast food, and you're, you're just plain tired. And you're even tired of making decisions when your husband asks, where do you want to go um, for lunch on Mother's Day? And so I was um, trying to think, because I always had this bag, you know, and I, if, if we made it out to an actual restaurant, I would take my little bag of goodies and I would keep them busy because my boys just had trouble sitting still, so I always had to make sure I had things to do. And that was always fun, but I was just, I don't know why, but I was just tired. I'm like, I don't even want to do that this Mother's Day. So I got this great idea that for Mother's Day, I wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And, um, and that's exactly the reaction I got from everybody when they found out. Because, of course, you go to church, and the big question is, what are you doing after church? And I'm like, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. And, you know, they're kind of looking at me like I'm nuts. So um, the boys were super excited. They thought this was a great Mother's Day. And so you can see this was our celebration. But so we walk into Chuck E. Cheese, just so you know, moms. Here's a little insider info. And there was one other family there. So guess what? The boy, so we, like, we went in and we ordered our little pizza, and then we sat down. And I'm like starting to like rest in the booth. And the boys are like, Mom, can we go play? I'm like, yeah, there's like nobody here. Like, I don't even have to go with them, right? They just have the whole thing to themselves. I'm like, yep, see you later. And like, so they go off and they're playing and they're having so much fun. And I'm just like, oh, this is a great Mother's Day right here, you know. So that was like, that was our Mother's Day that, we still talk about to this day. That was, it was a lot of fun for both of us that day. Um, and so, um, so I don't know what your tradition is, but um, that, was, that was kind of an interesting one for us. I know sometimes being a mom just is so tiring. And the seasons change for me. Probably the most exhausting years were the, I think, the first three. And then my, I had very, I call them Energizer Bunny Boys. Like, they just, kept me on my toes. They were just always busy, always active, always doing things. And it was a lot of fun, but it was just a little tiring for me. And I know some moms have the opposite seasons where the teenage years are more tiring or the young adult years are more tired. It doesn't matter. We all seem to have our seasons of when we kind of seem a little more tired than others um, as we go. And so what I want to think about this morning is kind of this whole idea that we as mothers have when life is just very ordinary. And how do we worship amidst the ordinary moments of being a mother? You know, God brings different things into our life to help us become better disciples and to help us learn how to walk with him even more. And so sometimes it's becoming a dad, and sometimes it's being single, and sometimes um, it's being married, and sometimes it's being a mom, and it's having children. And it's in the midst of these ordinary moments that all of a sudden we find these are 
awesome opportunities for us to become better disciples of Jesus. Have any of you ever watched America's Got Talent? I, okay, we have watched a couple seasons of this show, and for those of you who haven't watched it, it's, it's really like this big talent show. And so people come on, and they can sing, or they can dance, or they can do these daredevil tricks, or um, all sorts of different talents. And they come on, and they're kind of judged, and someone eventually wins this big talent show. Well, there's this thing called the golden buzzer. And the golden buzzer is reserved for someone who has usually a very spectacular story, kind of a great background, and an amazing talent that goes with it. And so um, there are usually three golden buzzers throughout the show as people are trying out. And so people will come and they'll audition. And it's, it's this whole buildup. And I usually always cry with the golden buzzers because it's just this really special moment for the person because they've had to overcome a lot, and yet they have this very extraordinary talent. And so, you know, there's like, I mean, the show does it great. There's this whole moment where they go, bam, and they hit that golden buzzer, and this confetti falls, and it's just like this really big moment for that particular contestant. And um, they, they just have this wonderful, wonderful moment. And sometimes I think about that because moms... We don't get a golden buzzer in our life. So can you imagine those moments when, like, we're talking on the phone in the morning and we're making everyone's lunch and we close, you know, the dishwasher with our foot. We made sure that the toast didn't burn. And for the child that doesn't like toast, we got the cereal on the table. Or the moments when we actually put in hours and we pull off that near-perfect vacation for the family. Or when we see our kids' soccer, muddy soccer uniform crumpled on the floor and they didn't wash it before they went to school and it's two hours before the soccer game and we're able to throw it in and get it to them at the soccer game all clean and ready to go. Or when the buses almost come and they say, my library book is due today and I can't find it. And so we're frantically running all over the house trying to find it and just before the bus pulls up, we pull it out from under the couch like, there's no golden buzzer that goes off in those moments. There's no hallelujah chorus. There's no applause. There's nothing. Those are just like the ordinary moments that we have as moms. And so sometimes we might get a thanks, mom. Um, sometimes we don't. Um, but for sure, there are not these moments that someone just says, wow, thank you so much, mom, um, for the things that you do. Alfred Hitchcock said that movies are like life with the boring bits cut out. And Patsy Rodenberg said Shakespeare's writing could be described as life with all the boring bits cut out of it, but the thrilling bits left in. And I thought about that because I thought, what if all of the seemingly insignificant things in our day were important to God? And what's more, what if we could learn to worship God amidst all of the boring pieces of life. And um, I have thought about this for quite a few um, years now, and especially I think motherhood does that to us, where we really try to figure out what is the important part of my day? Because sometimes as a mom, we go through a whole day, and it doesn't feel like we did anything important. I remember one of the most, um, someone gave me this little, um, thing for my wall, wall hanging, I guess you would call it, when Joshua was um, one year old, 
And it was just this little boy, and he was planting seeds with his mom. And it was just talking about how the seeds that we plant today, you know, God will grow them for tomorrow. And it was just one of those things that just always reminded me that there's something very extraordinary in these ordinary moments that I have with my children. And I think that our culture surrounds us with this very subtle lie that the important things in life are out there and that they're big and that they're the moments, right? Um, and that somehow the, the really great moms have um, well-written blogs, they have fancy websites, they have 789 followers on YouTube for something that they do really well, and the really great ones now have a TikTok that everyone is following, you know? And we kind of buy into this lie, like, oh my goodness, I'm not doing that. And, and I'm not exactly sure that um, that's where God wants us to find our identity. But sometimes it's really easy, I think, to compare ourselves and to somehow think that we're missing it. And I think that's a lie that we buy into. Because I think that this crucible of becoming more like Christ happens more in our ordinary, everyday moments than we think. I think that God can do so much more to teach me how to be a disciple in the things that happen every day than in the bigger, once-in-a-while moments. Let me give you an example. For me, I think that having children has been some of the best discipleship work in my life. Because I would have told you that I was a pretty good Christian before I had children. Um, I would have told you that I was pretty patient before I had children. I would tell you that I was pretty much good with self-control before I had children. You know, and then God gives me kids, and all of a sudden I realize there are some areas that I really need to work on that I didn't realize before. You know, um, I was um, faced with... Um, just all of these new changes. I remember um, as a mom where life, um, with your, when that first kid comes along, your life just kind of turns upside down, and it's just very different. And God just does a whole lot in that very beginning, I think, to help us really grow in some of the areas that he wants us to. And it's this wonderful opportunity that we have, Mom. It's not always easy, and I'll tell you, it was not easy for me. And I think that I probably grew more in the times when I kind of messed up than I did in the times when I did okay. But I think that that's how God grows us, and that's how he helps us to become his disciples. I love the verse Colossians 3, 23 through 24. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And I think of that verse because I applied it, um, you know, in work. I've applied it in so many different places. But really as a mom, I would just think about that verse and realize the importance of it, that everything that I do, I'm serving God. And even in whatever I found myself doing in that day, it was giving credit to God um, that I was serving him. Um, I realized, uh, like I said, that my kids were essential to God's process of making me more like Christ. Um, I remember one time we were in the car, and we were headed to an Easter program at church. 
And I was really, and I think they, I was trying to remember how old the boys were. So I think they were somewhere around like seven and five. And they were in the back of the car and they were being very typical, but they were just a little antsy um, this particular day. So they, it just got kind of riled up in the back seat. And so I was, you know, I'm focused on what I have to do and the, the things that I've got going on. And all of a sudden, you know, I just yelled. I said, be quiet. Nobody talk until we get to church. You know, I was just really frustrated, you know, like, ooh. And, and it was, the car was silent, right? So we pull into church, and I turn off the car, and I just slumped because I thought, here I am. I'm supposed to go in there, and I'm supposed to, like, give this message for Easter to all these little kids. And then I'm actually supposed to close with, like, a salvation message and invite people to come to know Jesus. And it was, like, in that moment that maybe some people wouldn't have thought as much about it. I don't know. But for me, the two most important people that were going to be in in that audience were my kids. And it was that moment when God is working in me and in my life and talking to me as a mom when I didn't do so good, and I had to realize that um, I, it didn't matter what anyone else thought, but I wanted my boys to know who I was as their mom. And so I, I turned around to the boys, and I, you know, I told them what they were doing was not right, but I was sorry you know, for, for what I did. And um, so we had this moment, you know, and, and they were fine, you know, and we all went into church. Um, and it was okay, but I, I've thought about that a lot because I, I realized how much there were moments that God was working inside me to make me a better disciple of Jesus because of the interactions that I had with my kids. And that was one of those moments um, because I couldn't be a different mom standing up at church than I was at home. And... Um, and so it was growing like that in Christ, but through the very ordinary moments of life. And so um, I think, moms, that we can embrace this because God uses our ordinary times to just really grow closer to him. You know, he, t- he gives us these little opportunities, you know, like, when Jesus tells us not to gossip, and all of a sudden, we're on the playground with all the other moms. And what is it easy to do, right? You know, it's easy to talk about a lot of other things, but how will we practice what God and the Bible are telling us to do? Or sometimes, you know, um, how about worry and trusting God? You know, the Bible tells us not to worry and don't fear and trust God. And then all of a sudden, our child has this unknown medical condition, or there's something going on at school and we're not exactly sure how um, it's going to turn out. They might be having trouble in school or trouble with a classmate. And all of a sudden, these are just opportunities that we have where we can exercise our faith to trust in God and to give these matters over to him. Um, sometimes, like I said, it was growing impatience. Like somehow when it's like 8 o'clock and time to go to bed, that getting a bath is always a surprise. I don't know why it was in our house. It was like, oh my goodness, we have to get a bath again. Yes, we, we do. And, you know, it's that whole routine. And of course, it's the end of the day when everyone is tired, but it's when those moments that I think that God works in us to have patience. 
You know, um, I think about the 30 years that Jesus lived in total obscurity. We have where Jesus is born. We see him at 12 at the temple, but then there's really nothing written about him until he's 30. And you think about all of these very ordinary moments that Jesus would have had with his family and with his friends and in his town where he is just growing. And these are moments that we don't know about, but these were moments where he was being formed into who God wanted him to be. And so I think the encouragement for us this morning, moms, is that sometimes I think that our days might feel dull sometimes. I think sometimes we might lay in bed and wonder what on earth we did today that was even important. And I, I just want to encourage all of us that motherhood is this wonderful call and that there is something within that um, that we can grow in. I think that we can grow closer to God through it. And it may not be children for you. It might be something else in your life. It might be singlehood. It might be um, not having children. It might be being married or not being married. But there are crucibles that God puts us into that the everyday, ordinary moments, we can worship God, we can become more of his disciple, and we can uh, just really do those things and grow in ways that we never could have. The moments really just show what we've been doing all along. Um, I really think uh, it's those things that we do each and every moment of each and every day that really help us as we grow in our walk with God. Second Thessalonians has this wonderful blessing. It says, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And so, moms, may we take that this week that in all of the words that we say and in all the deeds that we do, and sometimes we're not going to, sometimes we are going to mess up, but I really think that God works even more through those moments when we embrace them and we learn from them. And let's just be encouraged, encouraged in the holy calling that we have as moms because God is using those opportunities to make us more like him and to help us to grow um, more as a disciple of Jesus. So this week, in the things that may seem rather routine and mundane, may we just take the blessing and the holy calling that we have as moms and embrace that and allow God to work through us. Let's close together in prayer. Jesus, I thank you so much for the calling that you have given to us and um, for the children that you have given to us. And so, God, this morning, I just ask um, a blessing over these moms as they go uh, this week. And may, Lord, we just continue to grow as disciples um, through all of the things that we experience as moms. May we turn that around towards you and ask you, Lord, how we can continue to grow to be more like you um, in these moments that you give us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.